This episode was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Get them while they're good. Get them while they're episodes. Get them while they're productions. Um, every time I go onto my Google tabs, I see the Google image search for Henry Cavill the Witcher because I've been having dreams and I really need to finish watching this series. <laughs> like, not not to say that he's the only reason I've been watching the Witcher, but it's part of it's almost ninety percent of the reason. What is this, uh, Henry Cavill? Yes. I didn't realize he was in I Catch of the Castle and he's the young guy and now I'm really like, freaked out by it. Is he? Oh, I'll have to watch he's that. He's like the boy who's in love with the main character and is like mm. um, a model and he like is a little baby. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I found Delicious. out recently that he was in Tudors and then Yes, I... he's so young. <gasps> I didn't know yeah, that Yeah, and either. he's like ridiculously attractive in mm-hmm. that. He's ridiculously attractive in everything. Look, I'm just... I'm being honest, except maybe Superman, which yeah, exactly. I think I just hate he's, Superman. He's attractive yeah. in everything except the thing that he got famous for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I su- love him in Mission Impossible. Superman is just too like, I think, perfect. What, when I he loads the... his fists? <laughs> I, I, I liked his mustache in Mission Impossible. I think that was a good uh, character thing. And it was, it was worth making the Superman movie even worse by... Yeah. Uh, well, who cares, <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> I... I, all I know about that Mission Impossible film is that all of my friends have told me it's actually really good and it's really the bit good. in the trailer where Henry Cavill loads his fists the thing about the Mission Impossible movies is that they're really good like, I haven't seen any they're getting better somehow it's weird they keep getting better yeah like starting oh, okay. with four they're just like four, five, six are just like all ridiculously good yeah, yeah like number two is very weird because it's made by John Woo yeah. and it's like absolutely bizarre like mm-hmm. it's yeah. like barely watchable Three is the worst one because that's J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah, and it's trying so, to be all grim. Yeah, exactly. But then four is Brad Bird, who did uh, The Iron Giant. And yeah. Oh, nice. And The Incredibles. Incredibles. It's a good one. And that's where they introduce, like, a Simon. team dynamic. They put Simon Pegg in. Mm. Yeah, exactly. They put Simon Pegg in it. <laughs> I still don't take him seriously. I love team dynamics. Like I, um, I've just Pegg. seen these photos of Henry Cavill that you've sent to the yeah. chat, and I'm delighted. I'm so upset that I am over 19 and thus too old for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lucy, I searched um, Scooby-Doo podcast in a private window and we're still like 10th, so. Hell yeah. That's good. Top 10 international Scooby-Doo it's, podcast. If you if you put Sufjan into podcast app, it's only going to uh, bring up our podcast, so. Um, I put Discord podcast into Google and I cannot see us there. I will say, we do not show up. Uh, it's going to take a bit until it catches up. But... Yeah. Oh, there's a... a God damn it, this is from 2019 that says, anyone know any good Discworld podcasts? Oh, yes. Ours. Fine. Might I suggest our podcast? Oh my God, there's even a... Does anyone want to edit the Terry Pratchett wiki? <laughs> or the Discworld wiki? Because there's an Why? entry on it for podcasts. Okay. <laughs> Look. I've never edited a Wikipedia article before. I, I will we take. Should. Oh fuck! We're in it. We're in it. On. What? This is, what? What? <laughs> what the fuck? What? Link me! What? Link me! Link me! <laughs> what? Click on the link. This is amazing. Oh my god! Who put that in there? Fan. <laughs> oh my god! That's amazing. Damn. That is. We're known. That's so bizarre. That's amazing. <laughs> We're an international collection. I'm I'm this genuinely is... speechless. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I have to tweet about this. Yeah, immediately. please. 
Um, this is... Okay, I'm keeping this... Are we... If people are recording, because I'm keeping this in the phone. Yeah, I know I am. This, this is, is amazing. amazing. What, an, what an amazing on-air discovery. I mean, I guess we were in some Facebook groups, and I guess we have some fans who like yeah. us, so... I guess it makes sense, but that's... Like, it says two to three episodes per book discussed so far. So someone's actually listened yeah. to what... That's really weird. I can't believe my name... <laughs> yeah. It's on Wikipedia. I like that it says we're an international collection. That's cute. <laughs> that's that's mostly because well, of the atmosphere. I'm the international part of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a British podcast. You're the exotic flavor, Janos. You're from yeah. foreign parts. <laughs> I wonder if there's, like... Who watches the Watch podcast? Um, okay, the thing that comes up is a bunch of podcasts about watches, which is really funny. <laughs> about, like, physical watches? Yeah, like horology <laughs> podcasts. Wow. There's who uh, there's who watches the Watchmen about yeah. Watchmen about oh. Watchmen yeah yeah. What if um what if uh, Sam Vines glowed blue and floated about? Okay, and- so a guy called Ben McKenzie has listed us on a list of reread Terry Pratchett podcasts. This is the same as on the wiki. So either he's copied and pasted it or he wrote the wiki. Yeah, I think both of these sound correct. That's amazing. I'm nice. <laughs> A curated list on Podchaser. Maybe that's why we, we got, like, a sudden bump. Yeah. Yeah, because we're getting, like, consistent new listens. This yeah. Is, I'm feeling good about this. This is a... I feel... That's nice. That's very nice. I, I fully expected this, like, podcast entry on the Discworld wiki to be, like, dead. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently be... people are current, I guess, updating mm. the wiki. Since yeah. page was last edited 6th of July... At 3 a.m. That's probably when we were at it. That's <laughs> mental. <laughs> pretty, pretty wild. I'm, I can't believe we're famous. This is really exciting. <laughs> um, ben McKenzie. It's the same guy. Yeah, so it was him. Yeah. He, Thanks, he, Ben. He's the user who did it on the Alspace wiki. Yeah, so it was his, yeah, it was his curated list on Podcatcher. So I guess this is like a thing he does. Yeah. Oh, bless. Thanks, Ben. That's Thanks, really ben. nice. It's just I don't know. That's I, I feel quite shocked. Yeah. I feel like someone who's won a won an award as an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I have to thank my mum and friends and all that. All, all everyone who helped me along the way. Thanks to the guy who sold you a microphone and then the microphone broke. Mm. I feel I feel I feel vaguely guilty for all the unrelated um, terrains I've gone on now. No, no, it's good. I mean, we're brand. still on the list. Yeah. Look, if we if we wouldn't do that, we were just we would just be the same as every other Discord yeah. podcast out there. Yeah, exactly. We, we're we individual. Pret chat. <laughs> hey, we've got to be nice to Ben. We love oh, Ben. Oh, this is Ben's podcast. Ben's podcast okay, is sorry, Pratt Ben. Chat. I just randomly called out one podcast <laughs> I saw on the list of and it was his That's podcast. Mean. This is a moral. This is a moral fable to teach you to be kind. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Pratchett. <laughs> <laughs> should we lead in? Is should we clap? Yeah. Start, yeah. Should we clap? We should yeah. clap. Please clap. clap. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have got a bullshit quote from Mark Twain. Oh, yeah. it's better than yesterday, which was Winston Churchill. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Like, I don't want to ma- hear what Churchill has to say. Have you have you thought, Mark, that the majority might be right in some cases, and it is actually oh, this relevant is a to dumb what quote. is true? 
This is like thirteen year old. The idea that you just like the idea that you just change your opinion so it's in the minority all the time is very funny. Yeah, that's being contrary and down that road. (laughs) I do that sometimes, but only about like minor things, not about like politics. I don't go well. Everyone's decided not to be racist now, so I've I'm taking the alternate route and becoming racist. (laughs) Damn, are you a Telegraph columnist? (laughs) <laughs> spectator now that's the hottest one mm-hmm. oh. I'm <laughs> whenever you find that you're on the side of the majority it's time to pause and reflect okay so Mark doesn't in his two, two Mr. Twain's credit uh, he says you should reflect not that you should change yeah he doesn't say mm. you should change the opinion just like it, the, the charitable read of this would be to be careful that you don't get swept up in bigoted things Yes, that's, which is yeah. good. That's true. Yeah, and he did exist in the time of slavery, so maybe he was like, maybe we should rethink yeah. this. He did write Huck Finn, so I can't yeah. believe we're going to come onto this podcast and cancel Mark Twain people <laughs> of I, everyone. Look, I've had half a glass of raspberry wine, and it's it's <laughs> quarter to ten. It's canceling. I'm going to cancel Mark Twain. <laughs> he's, he's, he's being silenced by me Mark Twain, um, we're sorry we formally apologise to you yeah we're, we're yeah, we're a renowned we're like an official Discord podcast now so mm-hmm. we've got to be careful about who we cancel Oof, we've got some we, responsibility yeah. um, I will never be careful about who I cancel I, nice will kill, I, will, I will cancel people for doing stuff I find vaguely annoying Mark, just, Mark Twain just on, on, the, on, the, on the phone to his libel lawyers in London mm-hmm <laughs> Gotta use those British libel laws. Yeah, they're very normal. Sensible um, stuff. Terry Bradshaw has this thing in his book where he talks about like knowing the main libel defences, if you're a journalist. Ah. And I was just like wondering why they couldn't use them. Because one of them is, it's not libel if it's an opinion. It's not libel if um, it's true. So if you can prove that it's true. Yeah. It, it's not libel if they have a bad reputation. Okay. Um, well, but, but then what's a okay? That's an interesting. And I just, I just think you know, I don't see how, um, I don't see how J.K. Rowling could get by any of these. <laughs> I'd argue she's got a bad reputation at this point. Yeah, she is transphobic. Well, um, okay, that's our opinion. She does have a bad <laughs> reputation. And saying that you think she's transphobic is an opinion. So well, yeah. Um, the thing is, the thing that's I know so she broken, has lots of money. <laughs> the thing that's broken about British libel laws, in particular, is that the burden of proof um, is on not on the person who is libeled; it's on the person who is accused of libel. I believe. Mm. Mm, we can get away um, with it. It's which fine. Um, which means you can base if you have enough money, you can just use it as vexatious like lawsuit to to crush anyone smaller than you. And most people are smaller than J.K. Rowling because most of us don't have seven hundred million. Because yeah, she's six foot tall. God, is this just like the best legal system money can buy? Uh-huh. Hell, hell yeah, built and built and paid for. Mm-hmm. You know this sort of stuff. I have a thing, and I'm like, maybe the system sucks. You know, no, mm. this is no, just we, my opinion. We just I don't want a- any of our. I don't want any of our listeners to get the wrong idea. We um, just need a moderate conservative like uh, like Rory Stewart in charge. It wouldn't be so okay, crazy. Okay, let's start the podcast now. Yeah, let's let's. Okay, do it. I did just want to say that I got really annoyed because I told my dad about the stupid Labour report, and then um, now it's suddenly been reported in the Guardian, and now he believes me, and I'm like, it was just there the whole time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait, the Guardian's actually reported it now. 
Yeah, apparently. Shocking if true. Um, <laughs> okay, well, it's only been let's get to the podcast. Because it's about to be Lucy's disc, uh, Discworld research. I mean, obviously. Goodreads. It's about to be Lucy's Goodreads research. Okay, I will bring us in. Binky, there is something I must do. Maybe sometime. I'll go home. Why do things have to be the way they are? How do humans forget? I remember everything. I've seen the infinite. It's nothing special. When you're sad and when you're lonely And you haven't got a friend Just remember the death is not the end Hello and welcome back to Who Watches the Watch, um, beloved Discworld podcast, known by many, um, international podcast, official Discworld wiki ratified podcast. Uh, you know, we're a, kind of a big deal. Um, I'm your host, Charlotte. I'm your host, Lucy. I'm your host, Janos. And I'm your host, George. Um, and we are coming to you today. Um, and we're all here, Lucy and George. How have you recovered after falling off that cliff? Um, it was a tough time, but I'm back. Mm. I'm better than ever. Slow road to yeah. recovery, you know. Mm. Yeah. But you know when you like play with a boppet and it says, do it the same but better? <laughs> yes. What um, <laughs> this was, this was, you have to come back and do podcast but better. This was a punishment yeah. for not podcasting well enough. I, yeah. okay. I am once again... I- apologizing to both of you for pushing you off that cliff it's it, fine it was it was a bad idea and yeah i regret it now uh, it's, okay. it's okay i mean it's fine one day i'm sure it'll happen to you too as leader of this podcast um <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, the anarchist says says they're a leader <laughs> Uh, I have to say that you only get two pushing off cliffs and then you're in like trouble. You get a warning then. Oh, I've okay. already I've been pushed off cliffs twice already, says George. This this hierarchy. Oh, two so wait, two two being pushed off or two like doing the pushing? Pushing them off. You're allowed to be pushed oh. off a cliff, but you're not allowed to Sweet. push other other hosts off a cliff. Oh. <laughs> Why not? You're on th- Have I used see, that both sure. already if it's two hosts? Mm. Uh oh. That's true. Better stop your recording, Janos. Well, then I have to say I'm giving you an official warning. No more cliff pushing. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I I will remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, at this point, I want to, now that I'm already apologizing, I... um, I also wanted to... Well, it's not really an apology. Just an explanation, I guess. Uh, Or like a specification of something Mm. I said last episode. Okay. Because... We were talking for like five minutes about how one of the notes I took was just Mort equals Brienne question mark. And we were trying <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah, I didn't know and what you meant by that because he's not no particularly idea. tall. No, no, no. I figured it out. 
but the the problem we had last episode, and I I apologize for 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 this particularly that we did the we did the bad judgment call to look at my my notes morty equals brian question mark and look at it from a perspective of well are these characters similar in any thematic way <laughs> character way uh, appearance wise <laughs> you know see. yeah yes. the way you would normally yeah okay yeah. <laughs> yes but that was a huge mistake because <laughs> the, the real reason why i noted that was that w- whenever mort was called boy and apologize and like specify them it's mort oh. it reminded me of when brienne is called wench by jamie and then says it's brienne and she does that a few times so that's what that reminded me of and that's why i made that note uh, and i think in retrospective this should have been obvious mm-hmm. exceedingly obvious. and i think it was a failure on our side that we uh, did not okay. recognize this so we apologize i will not apologize for making this note good okay you shouldn't you shouldn't have to i've made some interesting ones for this so i make no Um, notes i just go straight off the dome baby yeah i didn't make notes this time i did make notes last time because i knew it was only going to be the two of us so yeah you were Uh, under more pressure yeah exactly yeah and it was really exhausting covering for you and i always take highlights from the book when i'm reading it as well so I have That's the good. quotes, I have the sources. Um, so speaking of notes, it's time to get into the Goodreads stuff. The good stuff. The Goodreads stuff. Um, <laughs> so I... Bad reads. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's a good joke, guys. Thank you. Okay, continue. Um, so this book has a 4.24, which is pretty high. Yes. Um, and Petro Groth looking... was gave it five points, by the way. He didn't write a review. Okay. Well, that's so that's a glowing recommendation already. We know yeah. this. He he gives every book five stars, mm-hmm. even if he even if even if the main character is a bumpkin. That's <laughs> <laughs> an author. I mean, Weatherwax isn't in this one, so he doesn't have to have that complaint. Yeah. So I took it upon myself to have a look at the like every single Discworld book to see how they compared with each other. Mm. Um. And as far as I can tell, Nightwatch is the highest rated of all of them, with a 4.5. That's understandable. Makes sense, yeah. Okay. Not surprising. I didn't check for the lowest, but it was, I think, from what I can remember, it was Eric. Okay. That is also, I don't disagree with that. I don't like that book. (laughs) I mean, it was still like a 3.7, so it's... We'll get to it in like a month. I don't remember it very much, but I think it's probably better than like uh, Raising Steam. Yeah, but like, I think think people for the later books consider Terry's condition. Mm. And for, yeah, for Eric, they probably... Like, I think not to give Goodreads use as credit for uh, dredging books in context we don't deserve it and then so as you know on goodreads people can ask questions and it's a sort of guarantee that every single discworld book has about two questions out of the five for the book that are just like is this one worth reading Mm um which is like i mean read it a up to you it's a short book like it's not too much of a time a time drain but Another question was... Okay, where was it? Yeah, one question asks why Mort and Isabel get married at the end. Spoilers, sorry. Um, because they like each what? other. Yes. See, yeah. that is the answer. 
(laughs) But this seems to have confused everybody because I went to the reviews and as usual, I filtered it by one star reviews because like Mm -hmm. five star reviews aren't interesting. We're already doing that. Yeah. Um, And like a lot of them were in Spanish, which I don't know if it was my cookies at the moment or... I think so. It could be, Spanish but I've never seen... hate mod. <laughs> I've never seen Spanish reviews before, but that was interesting. And then, like, half of them, more than half of them, had a massive issue with Isabel and Mort getting together. And one of them, this is Why? the one I really... I don't know, but this one is that's, the one I really want to point insane. out. They're, they're pretty well matched, like. I think so. Well, we'll discuss that later, but yeah, continue. <laughs> There's this one-star review that, like, they've bookmarked all their spoilers and stuff, so I was having to click through as I read it. And they were talking about, like, how unfair it was that Death accused Mort of seducing his daughter. And the reason they gave for this was that Isabel is 50 and Mort is about 20, so she's the one doing the seducing. Um, first of all, <laughs> Mort is six, uh, 15. Is he? I thought he was 20. More? I'm... He, he says that Isabel's older than him. I've been I mean... thinking about... Yeah, okay, but she is. Yeah, but like, <laughs> he thought she was older than him before he knew that. He's like hmm. 16. Is he? I'm yeah. yeah. At what age Caldwell's did he get 20. married? Yeah, Caldwell. Uh, Cutwell. Cut, well, he's 20. 20. Yeah. He's a teen. Huh. That's why he's so like... Okay. Funny looking. I think it's because he's like, sort of, I don't know. He doesn't act I feel like, like a teenager much. Yeah, I, I mean, think Terry Pratchett's whole... grasp on ages of people is not the best. <laughs> no, he I mean, just I think... kind of do random ages, I think. Yeah, but I do think he is sort of a teen, because that's his whole yeah. thing about like, like saving Kelly and then being like, I don't know if this is love, I just felt something and was like, this must be romance. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that makes sense. But I do think it's interesting that this review was A, positioning Isabel as being 50 when it's a bit vague in the text uh, as about, like, how aging works because we know that Albert's, like, 2000, mm. but he's still, like, 60. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, also we discussed the, this a bit last episode. Like, what's the implications yeah. of Isabel staying there for... I don't know, 40 years. Yeah, because like, the way she, really? she reads to me is that she doesn't men- like mentally age. Yeah, I do yeah. think it, like I think that's the most... Uh, that that explanation makes the most sense. Makes it, makes it be, be the, less, the, the least creepy also, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she doesn't have a life... consider like, time not flowing in death's uh, place as, you know, that, that means that even though she t- technically lives however many days, uh, her not aging is like... She, it's like being frozen, I guess. Frozen in time. Mm. Yeah. She reads his bended animation, sort of living through the same thing. She has memories yeah. from it, but none of it really impacts her so much. Yeah, she can't develop, basically. Yeah. There's no personal mm. development. Yeah, I find no information on Mort's age on the internet. No, I was having a look as well doesn't seem to be there people don't know he probably is a teenager i think you're right well he is because you know he's like a young man and that's why he's been taken to the to the fair to get um i will i will say that um under the ideas and themes section of the wiki um the only thing there is that um the title of the book comes from the french word for death 
Is that a theme? That's not a theme. The theme is that's a fact. I mean, mean death is a theme, of course, in a book where death is one of the protagonists. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, death is a theme. I guess it's an idea. This is an ideas and themes section, but it's not a theme. There are themes in this book. But even as an idea, it's like not. You know, it's a it's a speaking name or whatever. But. It's more like trivia. Yeah, yeah. that's trivia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that's all I have to say in terms of my Goodreads dive. It wasn't as interesting as some of the others. People didn't have weird opinions about social justice in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, weird. That wasn't you can't cancel death. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the book. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, bring us in. So today, as I'm sure you gathered, if I hadn't already said, we read the second half of the book Mort, in which Mort finally rescues the princess, becomes death for a bit, um, death becomes a fry cook, and then in the end, they all learn to be friends. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, this is definitely the best book we've read so far. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, Even more than God's God. Yeah, the writing's better. The themes are popping. Um, <laughs> it was coherent. It all like the, hung together well. <laughs> the characters are playing off each other really neatly. Mm. Um, death's, death is just like a really cool... Uh, I mean, we all know, but Death is just uh, such a cool character. I love it. Yeah. yeah. There's a real philosophy scenes. going on as well. Mm. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Um, I have to say, okay, and this is my this is the joke I wrote down for this episode. Okay, let's hear, let's let's hear uh, Lucy's joke. This is it's not really a joke. No, no, no. Let's let, gonna... let let us lead me in. Uh, this is a new segment on Who Watches the Watch, <laughs> and it's called Lucy's Joke Corner. Okay, Lucy, tell us the joke. I'm commanding the segments today. Okay, so. As we all know, in the book, when death speaks, it's written in a different text. I know mm-hmm. from listening to some of the audiobooks that all they really do is just like do an echo effect or whatever. But I think, and this is my headcanon, because there's this bit where um, Albert is trying to describe how he talks. And this is my impression of what Albert says to describe death. Okay. Tall, skeletal, blue eyes, talks like this. I can't do... <laughs> Okay, so the problem with this joke, right, is I can't do a New Jersey accent. Okay. <laughs> talks like this. <laughs> talks, talks like <laughs> talks like this. <laughs> I'm trying hey. sounding like Russian. The point is, I think that death has a New Jersey accent. And that's the joke. This is <laughs> this is a hill to die on, alright. Okay, I'm concluding Lucy's joke corner. Um. <laughs> that was a, that was a fine inaugural section, uh, and I yeah. do you think there'll be another. I can't one? wait for next week. Yeah, there definitely will be. Write us in on uh, how how you rate this segment in comparison to. Uh, let's check back with Amanda Corner and um, Pat's Goodreads reviews. I think those were the segments we had so far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, bits are we just talk about war criminals we hate. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard, I heard that Grimes is dating Elon Musk. It's pretty wild, huh? <laughs> that certainly could be a segment, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> no. Um, okay, yeah, so I guess we could start by talking about... Themes. Like, themes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
Let's yeah. Do some Let's themes. talk about themes. One of the biggest themes: destiny. Right. Mm. Yeah. Existentialism. No, faith, not faith. I always mix up those two words because English is not my first language. That's very understandable. Cancelled. There's a lot. There's a lot I love about. I guess there's this whole thing where death is saying that you can't, um, you can't interfere with the like the natural course of fate because you're not allowed to meddle. But then, yeah, at what Isabel says, which is true, is that he does all the time. He's always meddling. He took her as a child and he saved her life and like raised her. He took Albert. He took Morton, Morton as an apprentice. So he is actually just meddling with fate constantly. Mm-hmm. He just sort of sees himself as exempt because he's death and he's this force. And I just I just thought that was really interesting because I had never really thought of it in that way before, but it is true and he does interfere like constantly. Yeah. And yeah. you have this like in the same way that um the light fantastic had where the gods and like history will try and correct stuff as it happens. Mm. Like with like Rincewind dropping off the disc and then there's like an elastic band has to snap over reality to set things right. It's like, is there another option? Like what what is the role of free will in this mm. case? Which is very interesting. Um mm. I think it's nice that it's not entirely predetermined. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a much better story, in my opinion. Or is it? Or well, is it? Well, <laughs> goodness. Oh, there's just so much that I like. I like that he... I like the ending so much. I think it's just it's incredibly cool. good. Um, well, yeah, but then why did Isabel and Mort get married? Have you considered <laughs> that? Because <laughs> they had... I mean, okay, they didn't need to get married... Mm-hmm. I think uh, marriage as an institution problematic. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can all agree. Um, I mean, they didn't need to. I, I, you know, they also became royals. Also problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they became a duke, which gross. Um, yeah, cream, aristocracy cream must be cancelled. Terry, Terry is like I like this character, but what would add to it is if I made them a duke. He just does that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just likes the idea of Dukes. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, divorced from all of that, it's obvious that Mort and Isabel had more chemistry than Mort and Kelly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, what they was know weird was the Kelly and uh, Cutwell <laughs> chemistry, which I could have done without. Oh, well, she yeah. could have been 20. This is another she Terry. Been 20. That's what Terry. I'm saying about Terry's grasp on age. Yeah. Yeah. Make you were saying Terry. this last week. Just make this everybody like, 20 talk, years old. Talk to a 15-year-old Terry and <laughs> then you'll see that you shouldn't do this. Terry, Terry be like, when I was a 15-year-old, I became, I dropped out of school and became a journalist. And it's like, yes, Terry, but no, Terry, just don't do it. <laughs> it's not everybody. Oh, uh, I think I have a second joke. Okay, this is now Lucy's second joke corner. Okay, so there's a... Qu- <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I think I'm just... It's hard to be mean to Lucy okay. instead. Yeah, you should. You should be more mean to me, then I wouldn't do this. Okay, so there's this quote in it. Oh, see, I can't even find where the quote is from because of how I've noted this down, so it's even less effective. <laughs> so, so here's the quote. It was the kind of noise that is heard on the twilight edges of dreams, the sort that you wake from in cold sweat of mortal horror. It was the snuffling under the door of dread. It was like the snuffling of a hedgehog. But if so, then it was the kind of hedgehog that crashes out of the verges and flattens lorries. So it's Sonic. (laughs) 
Gotta, gotta no fast. No. Damn, yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I was gonna say before George's audio became like incredibly bad so and sorry. we got distracted by that uh, was I wouldn't have hated Cutwell as a character. Like this is this is 100% Terra's fault here. Mm-hmm. Because he yeah. could have been a good character. Like I loved the the parts where he was like he had a pizza behind his ears or whatever. Like that was funny. B- but then he had to write like an entire chapter like for for like 10 pages straight uh was only uh was only him being incredibly horny (laughs) ridiculously horny Uh yeah for like the whole chapter he's like damn i'm having unwizardly thoughts and it's like can you have them somewhere else please (laughs) it was very like um it was extremely harem anime and i know it's just like one girl but i was expecting it to be like cutwell got a nosebleed you know (laughs) no it's not it's not even harem anime it's just all anime (laughs) Like, Full anime, yeah. Every it's just anime, had an anime, I don't know moment. if it started. It, it started like some point in the nineties. I I think that every anime has to have incredibly extended comedy horny scenes that totally, mm-hmm. that completely stop the momentum of the show, mm. just to play the one joke, the joke of character horny, like the one joke <laughs> for like five minutes straight. The only one that does that joke well is in Yuri and Ice where when he when the one character ice skates he's just like incredibly horny for the entire that's time he's funny. ice skating but like yeah normally it's terrible no but that's that's I don't think that's that kind of horny joke like the Yuri no, and Ice joke is yeah. just a just a classic joke mm. Uh, the one I'm bit. talking about is uh, oops I walked into this room where this girl is uh, oh, yeah. girl is changing yeah. oops how do I get oh no now I have her boobs in my face oh oh <laughs> and this, like it just takes yeah, no, incredibly it long and sucks. it's incredibly painful every time and it's the same here I yeah. don't watch very much anime and the more you talk about it like the less I want to watch it for most for the <laughs> no, most George, part it's good though it's not every anime the, the problem is the anime is the only medium that exists so yeah, <laughs> I have heard it. that. This is a disco anime podcast. Wow, imagine, imagine disco anime. I would, so lo- I would love a disco anime. Imagine yeah. an animated version of Discworld where the characters all just look like the cover illustrations. <laughs> oh my okay, god! Don't I don't want that. <laughs> that would be nightmarish. It would be like a LSD dream. I mean, yeah, you could uh, watch five minutes of that. I will say though that the cover illustrations have something in common with anime, which is the boob physics. Enorm- yes. Enormous, glistening, un- non-anatomical mm-hmm. blue boobs. Yeah, yeah, real, <laughs> yes. real like ice cream scoops. You know? Yeah, but this is. I I would say this is different from anime. Josh Kirby had lived long enough to see to see hentai. <laughs> what what covers we would have had? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to watch. Speaking of hentai, I tried to watch Food Wars recently and had to turn oh, it off. Me too. About, me too. Uh, me too. Me too. Me too. That happened to me. This like last week. Exactly the same. Why would you want to watch Food Wars? Well, I, I didn't know like what it was about. Anime. I thought it was like sports anime, but about co- but like food. Okay. cooking. And then I no, turned it on, that's... and it's like, oh, schoolgirl and an octopus, and I was like, like oh, even I'm my turn this off. Even my like normie real life f- friends uh, know the one thing about food wars it, is that it's just ridiculously horny. I didn't know that. I didn't know. My D and D group have been recommending food wars to each other recently. <laughs> I didn't know oh, okay. about this. Uh oh. <laughs> they are very like. It. We can cut this bit, but like they are very like I don't know like people who Anime. play D and D. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's all the very body pillow. I used to know a girl who had a free body pillow. Um, <laughs> Do I yes. know her? No, it was my like the girl who was like the big Tory who I used to know at Durham. Oh, oh, wow, weeb Tory. That's that's a good. That's a good. Oh no, she was a massive weeb, and she had all these like pictures of Margaret Thatcher. Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> it's <yes>. really odd. <laughs> Yes. Let's not get into that. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So I don't That's love it. that, and I don't love that Kelly is fifteen for all yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, that, that was my point. Yeah. And then at the end, they're implied to sort of be together, which I also yeah. don't love. I mean, I don't. It doesn't specify how much later this yeah, wedding ceremony true. is, which is the thing. I have no I, idea. It seems to me like a year has passed at least. But I don't know if that's me will like trying to read into it. I honestly have huge issues if we zoom out. Mm-hmm. I have a huge headache from trying to come up with how the time frame on things work. Because this is minor spoiler for future books. Mm. Uh, is that Morton Isabel's daughter is gonna mm. be like a major character, and she's gonna be like, yeah, she's gonna be like. Uh, an adult at that point well she, she's 16 in the first one and then yeah. she's like an adult in the other ones yeah but but this one takes place after the light fantastic mm-hmm. and you know rinswind is in it and the librarian and shit so how how much time happens <laughs> that means like <laughs> so takes place <laughs> what at there least, is... like, 20 years? Because I, I, I don't suppose Morton Isabella having a child, like, immediately after this. Because she's 16. Mm-mm. So mm. that's going to happen, like, I don't know, 20, 25 years into the future. How old is Rincewind going to be at that point? Like, how old is Rincewind at in interesting times? The thing about the, the timelines. The last continent. Don't think about the timelines. Yeah, George is right. He, he wasn't either. But, but the thing is that Rincewind doesn't show up in the ones with Susan. Cause, so you could just say that the Rincewind ones happen before them. Um, no, but there's like other the things time. that happen. Uh, like, I, I'm going to keep an eye on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think do, there's other things like that a... are going to still... That, like, there's still a different... Like, there's still more continuity added in the later books. Like, I think all the... Like, from the point that um, that Ritkali gets introduced all the like wizard books have a timeline where things happen as they happen and Ritzwind is going to be in one of those i think isn't yes. i think ritkali is in uh hawkfather like the wizards uh yes he is and yeah. they're also going to be That's in true. the last continent so i i think this is missing the point slightly it's a little <laughs> I yeah, it's like you just have to think necessary. like a wizard did it. It's not really the point of it. Yeah, it's it's just about like being a wizard and having a good time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which Rincewind is in this. <laughs> love to see him. The... Hello. Yeah, I, I, lo- think, I do I love think, a Rincewind. Okay, I think cameo. basically my point is more. Uh, at least we can acknowledge that it seems like like w- with with more goodwill. I think the latter books, the later books, seem like there's not much time happening between them. Mm. And at this early stage, it feels like there could be like decades between two books. For yeah. All we know, which yeah. I think is yeah. interesting, at least. I will happily agree with you that the timeline is pretty fucked up. 
but I will say <laughs> it's sort of a really timeline <laughs> of convenience. <laughs> I, I don't care that much, but it still gives me a headache if I start to think about. So I think yeah. it's worth talking about at least. Mm-hmm. Times I times trousers are elasticated and many. I don't think like I'm not trying to nitpick this. I'm just trying to like understand it. I guess. That's fair. I just I don't think he he worries about it much. I think he just does sort of Probably, go yeah. what's going to happen. Well, I want to use these characters. I don't I'm not going to think too much and about where they are at this point. As we know from um, Charlotte, he's writing four hundred words a day. Yes. To, uh, and I don't think that style of writing necessarily lends itself to like meticulous plotting of timelines. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to go into like weird time shenanigans, and you can go from the existence of the book Small Gods and the religion in that book to the followers of that religion who we see in other books not mm. that long afterwards who are suddenly basically following a completely different religion. <laughs> I, I thought I thought um, Small Gods was, was set in the past. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Small it Gods, might be. I think, as far as I remember, Small Gods is set like several centuries before all the other books. Yeah. I mean, it's def- I don't think it's specified, but that makes more sense if you think about it in that That's way. That's how I, I always understood it. I just assumed mm. that from having like the sort of very well established religion of Omnianism. Yeah. No, I I, I I saw I always saw it as a prequel because there's also no like other there's characters. There's no other characters. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um I was gonna say the the one thing that makes me still like the one thing I will add to well don't worry about the timeline is that I, I I maybe only worry about it because there's other books where time travel becomes an important plot point so you yeah you kind of i don't know you kind of have it both ways to not worry about time but then also, also have like some brain genius time <laughs> things the timelines in the books in individually matters just not yeah. like across the series yeah mm. they were it does it on a micro scale but on like the macro scale yeah. it's very woolly yeah at least it's not like jk rowling who says i've i have planned this all out <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nagini when was an Asian didn't. woman and I knew from the start yeah. I can't I mean, even you imagine could, what that equivalent would be in Discworld you could ask where, why, where is Rincewind in Equal Rights when he's clearly at the um, he's clearly at the university yeah, where yeah is at the the university Rince, Rincewind is not taking a stance for women's rights that's what he <laughs> Rincewind was in the pub Probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, oh damn, Rincewind is grill pilled. It's just that like boomer grilling, and he's like people talking about that <laughs> Black Lives Matter, about the police. I just, want I just want a grill. <laughs> <laughs> but it's him eating potatoes. I don't pub. think Rincewind is that. I think he might have taken a day off or whatever. It's fine. I do agree <laughs> that whenever Rincewind is not on screen, uh, all the other characters should ask where's Rincewind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It should be like where is Rincewind? Because um, that definitely takes place after like Fantastic. Yeah. Because um, of librarian, um, mm. but then yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's things that clearly have a timeline, and then there's other things where he doesn't care. So it's like both happening at once. Yeah. Mm. Um, what did we think of the duel at the end of this? It's fine. It's interesting. I, it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It was interesting in that you have this idea of like, um, like fate. Like people die when they die, and death just like moves them yeah. along. But then you have this fight where they are yes. like, knocking hourglasses off the wall, and yeah. it's straight up 
murdering people. Yeah, I was a little like, why doesn't Death care about that? Well, that's yeah. what Isabel. That's what Isabel says when she's saying that you've interfered. She says you've interfered in our lives, and then she points at all the broken yeah. hourglasses, oh, yeah. and she's like, and you've interfered in these people's lives. And he's like, yeah, but I wanted to. It's because Death is human. Mm. Yes, he I mean is. he's not, but he is. He's a person. He's, he is. Even if he is also an anthropomorphic concept. Morphic personification, yeah. Mm. I mean, the, the book um, does explicitly explore, like, there's a separation between death and, like, the character death. Yeah, I mean, he like when he does says, his job. Yeah, it says death is the person who does death, death's job. Yes, so. and that is important, because as more does it more and death, like, dissociates himself from the role, he takes on more of his traits and then mm. eventually becomes him. Yeah, that's and a death, theme. Death has his yeah. only line where he's not in the uh, all caps font that they use. Yeah. Where yeah, talking. where he becomes a. Fast where he stops cook. talking with a New Jersey accent. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 accent does he talk with now when he's when he's not death? I don't know English. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Cornish. Death um, is probably English. Oh, we're we're establishing uh, the concept. I mean, not the guy. Like, yeah, and there's this thing Mort says during the duel where he's like, "You have an advantage because you know what it's like to be him, but he doesn't know what it's like to be you." Because when he was death, he did feel this like incredible loneliness of knowing that you will always exist, even after people mm. stop existing. Mm. What if Death just had a ridiculously over-the-top Italian accent for that one line where he's not <laughs> speaking all caps? But, I mean, that's t- too close to a New Jersey accent, so I... <laughs> no, I think he had a Cornish accent. Like he'd been huffing loads of radon gas. <laughs> well, he just uh, goes... Yeah. He, really, he goes, like, really West Country. Yeah. Um, I love to do radon posting. Um... <laughs> too many edits around here. <laughs> we may Google, my Geiger counter is off the charts. <laughs> oh my god, you did a good accent on a podcast. Show. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> my po- my podcast accents are actually really, really good. Um, They're very good, and everyone loves them. Everyone loves them. Everyone, everyone claps agrees. every time. We've lost all our Cornish li- listeners now. Don't worry, I love to alienate listeners. All up. Um, no, we we love all our listeners except the Cornish ones. We've we've lost our Cornish <laughs> yeah. listeners, but we've gained Devon listeners. That's what's important to know. <laughs> we've lost well, our Cornish well, listeners, but we've gained listeners from all around the world because they all hate the Cornish. <laughs> this is this is my message to the Cornish. You may be weird half mole, half fish men who eat tin, <laughs> but pasties are very good and you do do cream teas properly, unlike the inbred Devon. That's true. That said, if you're so fussed about the pasties, you can just have an empanada. They're the same. <laughs> yeah, but they're not a Cornish pasty, are they? They're the same. I'm telling you now, they're the same. Empanadas and Cornish pasties are the same thing. <laughs> huh. I don't know which of our audience we've now lost. Um, <laughs> the Argentinians. <laughs> I, seem, um, I seem to remember... Yeah, I'm going to do some research. Okay. I'm just looking at the... The wiki on Mort, the you know the one where Lucy said the ideas and the themes are just the the word the Mort French, for that. Yeah. But they also uh-huh. have a section for popular references. Ah, he loves uh-huh. to do pop references. Actually, what do they yeah, say? Yeah, so I'm I'm scrolling through some of them. It says uh, the part where Cutwell 
says fireworks. It says the stuff about wizards knowing all about fireworks is a reference to Tolkien's The Hobbit. I thought the great I wizard Gandalf was famed for entertaining everybody with fireworks. I, I will be honest. I thought that was what that was. It probably, probably. is. I will say that I love that there's just a weird subplot about an elephant they're going to sacrifice. Yeah, that was cute. Um, <laughs> and then it goes on a rampage and runs away. And mm-hmm. it's like, got very little to do with the plot, but I enjoy oh, it. Oh, but it's a, a nice, it fleshes out the scene. Yeah. Um, and Don't it did make elephants. me think of Topsy. It did make me think of Topsy the elephant. Mm? <laughs> <laughs> I, I still say it because I'm already on the wiki. It says also there was an adaptation by Disney planned, which was later abandoned due to rights issues. That's why it says, yeah, it says the filmmakers created Moana instead. Okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Sorry. An adaptation Wait. by Disney was abandoned due to rights issues, and the filmmakers created Moana instead. No sources. So this guy is. <laughs> this guy is saying that they're just making it up. That Disney was going to make another princess movie, and for that they were going to adapt Terry Pratchett's uh-huh. Mort. Um, it does have a princess in it. They've never done like you know Disney famous for adapting works that are in the public domain. Um, they were going to do more. <laughs> And then when that fell through, they did Moana instead. I'm. <laughs> What's the thinking okay. behind that? Uh, that okay, like I found the. There appears to be multiple sources that say this. Yeah, there's um, a there's an entry on cancelled movies wiki. Is that what t- what kind of cancelled? <laughs> cancelled as not being being made. Oh, <laughs> and it says. Uh, Mort was a planned traditionally, anima- traditionally animated film. God damn it. Adaptation of the Discworld novel of the same name by Terry Pratchett. It was to be produced by Disney and directed by John Masker and Ron Clements. The directing duo of The Little Mermaid and Aladdin. I'm just looking at... I'm posting the concept art in the chat. That's quite nice. Apparently I all the rights, the, style. To, like the rights to Discworld were sold as a package and Disney was unwilling to option the entire franchise. Okay. Additionally, according to some sources, Disney higher-ups were hesitant about the idea of death as a major character. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're pathetic. And yeah, the the two directors who were attached to this, the two directors who were attached to this then went on to do Moana. So that's the... The Discworld wiki wasn't clear enough on this, but now it makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense. This is insane. Mort is just Linguini from Ratatouille. (laughs) In this concept art, yeah, I okay, do I'm love looking it, at though. this concept art. Incidentally, really I have like an Irish friend who looks exactly like Linguini from Ratatouille. <laughs> He's the same man. Damn. Is, is that the character's name? I haven't. I've seen that film one time. Yeah. I really like this concept art. It um, does look really cool, but on the other hand, uh, if they like not like having concerns about death as a major character. Also, kind of seems like a misunderstanding of the source material. Well, yeah, that's like also, the whole point of the yeah. book. Didn't Although it does do... say Disney higher up, so maybe not the two directors who are attached. Just uh... yeah. I mean, wasn't Coco a Disney film? Yeah, no, that was yeah. Pixar, but it still belongs to Disney. So yeah. Okay, well, the, but that's the the whole that whole thing is about death. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pixar have it's... a bit more creative freedom, I believe. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I had That's wanted a Disney adaptation. Of no, Mort. me neither. I don't like what they would have. Disney. <laughs> I wouldn't trust them. Uh, no. As far as I could spit. I wonder if that <laughs> even would have been Discord if they only had the rights for this one book. 
I think what it might have done is taken more out of, um, it might have ruined anybody else's chances at doing an adaption of more and any other Discworld property, uh-huh. even if they didn't adapt the Discworld yeah. just because of the mm-hmm. way Disney does stuff. Also, the yeah. biggest problem—the biggest problem with this—is the concept art doesn't have Kelly's enormous anime titties, <laughs> <laughs> or Isabel's enormous anime titties. <laughs> that is the thing. Pratchett even even alludes to that. We're just talking too much about boobs now, aren't we? But even alludes to Isabel's large uh, bosom, and but but, bosom, but yeah. Josh Kirby has completely omitted it, instead having Mort's horrific face on there instead. <laughs> and well He's done, him. Ally. I can't believe he showed restraint this one time. <laughs> only, only a single pair. Also, also, Cutwell looks about 45, like a, like a <laughs> bank manager. <laughs> He's, uh, he looks like the, uh, the artist. Hmm. I still have uh, to talk about this Disney thing. I... I could have seen it be like divorced from this world, like it it just takes place in our world or or in or in fantasy world. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Frozen world. Oh yeah. no! But the thing is, so this is the concept art, right? But you know what they would have done, which is what Disney does with all animation now, like Frozen, Tangled, Moana. Is they would have made every single character have that face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the face that I mean, I like the face. I know the face. I don't want to see that. I want to say Isabel with. Elsa's face from Frozen, except she's got black eyes or something, so that you can tell they're different characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I also can't wrap my head around that it was planned to be traditionally adapt, uh, traditionally animated, because they haven't. It would done have been that, amazing, yeah. though. Yeah, right? but Discworld would be best animated. Definitely, yeah. there are some animations. That's one of Soul Music. This is a good artist who's doing these. These are really yeah, nice. I really like these. Yeah, this is. I love this one of Death and Isabel. It's really cute. I like uh, her stomping me- around. No, the one of her <laughs> yeah, with this the pink dress. <laughs> the guy who has the... Oh, no. What's the name on this? Hmm. Uh, Claire Keen? Yeah, I don't Claire know Keen? who the... But the, the art style does yeah, seem Keen. familiar to me. What if the Mort movie also had gotten songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda, though? <laughs> That would have been amazing. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see it as a musical. That would actually be very cool. I would have probably liked it. I would like to see what the songs for this could be if it was um, a musical adaption. That would be interesting. I mean, I did watch Fun Home recently, which is literally about um, Alison Bechtel's terrible childhood growing up with her in a funeral home with her weird dad. So... I, I think you can make songs about like anything, and I think this could have really great songs. Yeah, I'm so, but oh, I'm I'm at the same time disappointed, but also thinking about it rationally, it's something that was like destined to fall through. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not. not work. Com- I don't know if it's commercially viable enough. I mean, mm. Disney definitely wouldn't think it is. They, yeah, they're uh, no. I think it could have been successful, yeah. but. Mm. Disney would not believe in it. Like this, no. this yeah. seems like those the kinds of uh, Disney projects that are like a passion project of the directors attached to it. But then it's, it falls through because the higher ups don't trust in it. More like Treasure Planet. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time Disney made something that was like really different? Yeah. Uh, Treasure Planet. <laughs> there wasn't I mean, Pixar because uh, some of them are pretty. Inventive. I do like Frozen. I. It's fine. I. It's fine. I don't think it's as cool as, like, Treasure Planet, though. Treasure Planet like, was Atlantis. good. I mean, they're not necessarily great, but I really like that weird era. 
I liked Atlantis a lot. I can't tell if Treasure Planet is great because I was six or seven when I saw it. Like, mm-hmm. I saw it in the cinema when it came out and mm, yeah. I've not seen it since. I, I, I liked it back then, but my good taste brain wasn't developed at that point yet. Mm. It had cool art. I liked the art style. Now Disney just prints money. They just print money by make, doing live-action remakes of all their previous intellectual property. Well, it, it's also to keep the copyright, because otherwise the copyright ah, will right. run out. Yeah. So you'll just keep seeing them doing their, like, oldest ones that are coming up to becoming into the public domain, and then they'll yeah. be like, oh, we're doing a new movie of Bambi, because that story's about 50 years old, and we're concerned. <laughs> God, it's depressing. Bambi is also a book. Like, it's all that's from mm, the... Probably. What yeah. if capitalism was uh, destructive to art? Damn. What? Uh, let's talk no. about the book some more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is interesting, though. Uh, like, this is a relevant tangent, I think. Mm-hmm. As, I'm as sure it as... is. It's just something we already talked about, like, in every episode. <laughs> That's kind of the theme of this, of this podcast. <gasps> yeah. I thought it was nice at the end where death gives him the sort of pearl oh, of yeah, the that's universe so cool. that he created. Oh. And was like, one day when this universe ends, that universe will have room to expand and will become a new yeah. world. And I thought that was nice. And it also means that death has more time to see people and won't be alone. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And that, I also love that uh, in the same scene, we also found out that Albert gifted them a toaster. <laughs> Yeah, it's really well, cute. I mean, again, it was a toast rack, wasn't it? It was just like a to put toast in, like a yeah. soft toast rack. Yeah, <laughs> not even a toaster. Oh, not toast- even a toaster. Damn. No, toast racks are really bad. They just make your toast cold. I know. Yeah. Would you like some cold toast? Destroy with some really cold butter from the fridge. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to talk about the fact that um, since the last book, Rincewind has. Well, since the light fantastic, Rincewind has only managed to become assistant librarian. <laughs> That's all he wants to Don't do. Don't worry about it. He just it. likes to be there. Like his aspirations in the light fantastic, where he was like, "I'm gonna see if I can make something of myself here." Like we're short on a chancellor, um, you know, maybe I could do something. And then he's just feeding bananas. To I'm the sure the next time we meet Rincewind, he's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna have advanced much farther so (laughs) (laughs) I did think it was great that as soon as Albert comes back and is like damn I'm a powerful wizard yeah I was gonna um, talk I just wrote Albert down because I just remembered that we need to talk about Albert uh he immediately is like okay I'm gonna be authoritarian we're gonna do things my way we're all gonna have exercise routines and eat healthy (laughs) and we're all gonna like dominate the, the common people I just thought Wow, okay. That's it's a bit so, of a reversal. It's so funny how uh how Albert when he like he's he's just a nice old man when he's in Death's Mansion. A, a nice kind of bitter old man, but still. Yeah, he's kind of a dick, but yeah. He does try to kill more and it's a bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as soon as he gets back to uh to the disc, he's like immediately completely different. Yeah character and it's then the it pa- well it's you know maybe power rots your brain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he's fr- he's from that time when wizards were super powerful and yeah really horrible rather than just sort of la- lazy and largely irrelevant yeah it's from the time where there were proper princesses who could pee through 12 mattresses <laughs> <laughs> I- damn that's some that's some like pelvic floor right? 
<laughs> no, but that was my favorite joke in the first part of the book. And after we recorded, I was like, damn, I forgot to mention how much I love that joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in this one, there's a callback to it where... Yeah, there uh, is. Where... Isabel mentions yeah. the um, they could feel a pee through 12 mattresses and Mort's like, oh, <laughs> now I'm less <laughs> concerned. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so funny when he does when he actually does a callback because you never know which of his stupid jokes that he sometimes <laughs> just puts in because he thinks they're funny are uh, are just a throwaway and which of them are gonna have get a callback like this. I'll mm. say um in the in here where he goes to like sort, and mm. um they have the pyramid and he's like has to get the soul of the dying girl who's like dying from poison. Yes. One that's pretty rough, like Jesus. Um, yeah. And second of all, yep. do you think he wrote this and was like, damn, I should write pyramids? Yes. A hundred percent. That's like the plot of pyramids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About just, like, is it? Do you want to die in a pyramid for a guy you're a slave to or not? That's the plot. Like. <laughs> they did do that in I think the first dynasty. They sacrificed people to go with the pharaohs. And then yeah. they like, mm. yeah. like not that long later in terms of Egyptian history, they were like, Hey, what if instead of killing loads of people we just made models of people and put them in your tomb? <laughs> yeah, because it's a lot more efficient. A lot yeah. better. You don't have to kill it's people. It's cheaper, it's less bloody. Like the I the logistics of sorting all of that out, I mm. can't even imagine. It's hard enough to organize a birthday party, let alone yeah. mass sacrifice. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you max sacrifice your like twelve year old king's nine sister wives? It's just pretty grim. It's okay, interesting we... that um, Albert like ended up with death because he tried to perform the rite of Ashkenza backwards. Yeah. yeah, so he sent himself there instead rather than summoning death. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's which so is very funny, funny though. That's uh, I did he intend to do that? I think so. I think it was. Yeah. Or was he just. Because it's even funnier yeah. to me if he's like, I'm the most powerful wizard in the world. I can I can do this ritual backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he was unwilling to die because he knew that, like, Dungeon Dimension guys were waiting for him on the other side. Yeah. Which, interesting. I didn't know it went like that. But. Yeah, yeah that was I a weird one. I think he's. He's also, I think it's sort of implied that it's not just dungeon dimensions, but that he's just made a bunch of enemies in life, like yeah. which you can kind of see from his like attitude towards the wizards. Like, uh-huh. people, yeah, he made, people he made hate a few this more guy. immediately upon returning. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, death says to Mort that people go where they think they deserve they need to, to go. Yes. So that's yeah. uh, maybe that's what Albert believes about himself. Yeah, mm. I think I yeah, think the fact that enough, Albert like, is like possibly purely evil is yeah. just gonna make him one of my favorite characters in this <laughs> he is yeah he was just he's like terrible. lawful evil isn't he yeah Which yeah. Is, yeah well he establishes the university so he's like what if we have a wizard school but he's not like i want to educate wizards he's like i will rule the world with my wizard school yeah, <laughs> he's he invented academia which is the most evil thing you can do <laughs> yeah that's pretty evil <laughs> There's some... I'm just reading... I was reading through the quotes I'd saved from this book earlier whilst, as I told you guys, listening to the new Taylor Swift album for, like, the third, fourth time. Mm-hmm. It's, like, mm-hmm. pretty emotional. There was a lot of stuff in this book that made me feel pretty sad. Yes. Which song did they resonate with? Mm, I'm going to have to have a look at the track list. 
exile, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is me trying. That's my, those are my. This is me better. trying is good. <laughs> this is me dying. <laughs> I. <laughs> Um, like there's all the stuff about um, when death is working in the kitchen and he's like what is it called when you feel warm and content and wish things would stay that way and it's like I guess you would call that <laughs> mm-hmm. happiness and I was like wow yeah. that's uh, when really like, sad <laughs> <laughs> when uh, god I'm trying to make this work when <laughs> Isabel says She's gonna go with Mort, that, and she he reacts weirdly. That, well, no one likes a mad woman. <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> it's one of the songs from the new Taylor Swift album. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh. <laughs> I forgot. Um, when death and Mort are becoming uh, one another, they're tied together by an invisible string. Isabel wears cardigan. At the at the end, where everyone's happy, that's peace. You see, it's easy when they're just one word titles yeah. that are a concept. No, I'm trying to work in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm so sorry, George. I know this isn't. This is going so far think, over my head. Do you think when do you think when death uh, death turns the hourglass over that Mort's tears ricochet? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think yes. that when Kelly? nearly dies that would have been the end of the last great Stolat <laughs> dynasty uh-huh do you think um that when death is like more why have you done this you've done all these terrible things and what is like listen this is me trying mm-hmm. yeah do you think that the like orb that uh death gives to uh, Mort and Isabel at the end is actually a mirror ball. I think it yes. is. Would this be a good time for me to take a toilet break? No. <laughs> no, this is a great time for you to check out the Folklore by Taylor Swift. It's a good album. Pretty good album, actually. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know how many other notes that I have. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna mention how much I loved Isabel in this, like especially in the She's second so half. Good. She's great. She's good. Yeah. She's I love so real. She's very sort of relatable and very down to yeah. earth. I like. I just her. find, yeah, I just find the whole dual scene very emotional. Um, on like it's just very like it. I I have a lot of feelings when I'm reading it. Like when he slaps him, yeah, um, at the beginning, well, and then when she slaps death, mm-hmm. um, and I just thought that was great. And I was like, damn, I love Isabel. She's mm-hmm. she's so good. Yeah. The thing I, about Mort and death is it's a father son dynamic, which is inherently very sad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terry Pratchett, he does he does good women. Yeah, yeah. He can he can write women well. Yeah, I like when they're trying to adjust the nodes, and she's yeah. like, "I know how to do it," and they're like, "Can you help us?" And she's like, "No, I'll do it, and you can help me." And I was like, <laughs> "Epic girl boss moment for Isabel, epic. genuinely." I think I think he uh, I think he recognizes that women are human beings, which probably helps. Yeah, it's I pretty guess. impressive. Looking at you, Patrick Rothfuss. Looking at you, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he still like, writes, you know, Terry still writes scenes where where the uh, where we're inside the man's head being weirdly horny for them. So he's not perfect. <laughs> he was always good at <laughs> Yeah. It's almost like carry on style horniness. It is. It's, it's, it's like cartoony. Yeah. Which isn't justifying it just, no, yeah it's very british that's how it feels 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, do we have like any other mm. things on this? Because I have like a final segment prepared, which will also oh, okay. give us some more discussion points, I let's, think. Uh, let's probably do that because I don't think I have yeah. any more notes. Unless okay, you guys do. so I, yeah. for this, I let me find the tab where I have it open. Okay, so I was Googling Mort Discord mm-hmm. and I stumbled over a website. I don't know if you know this little known website called tvtropes.org. <laughs> Um, I'm aware. Perused it many a time. <laughs> so I've heard I'm, of it. I know it well. <laughs> yeah, I've been aware of this website for like as long as, almost as long as I'm aware of the internet. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't visit it much because I didn't get it. Oh, I wish that was me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Because it's, it's just wild, like anyone can, like everything is going to be added and it's going to stay there. Uh, so yeah, I have But it the... does give you interesting trivia sometimes, which <laughs> There's I some interesting like. trivia, because they, they actually also have the Disney thing here and they give, even give more, more information on this. Uh, yeah, apparently the guy who... But, but this is not up to date because it says at the Discord convention in September 2016, it was announced that a new big screen adaptation is in the works. Terry Rossio, whose credits include Aladdin, Shrek, and the first four Pirates of the Caribbean movies, will mm. be writing a screenplay. Shrek is promising. Pirates, not mm-hmm. so much, but I yeah. do enjoy most of those movies. The first one's pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I like the movies. I'm, they're not... Um... They're not good. No. <laughs> well, no. No. <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, I think the first one's yeah, good. Yeah, no, the, the first, first one's one good, is... but after that, I mean, the fourth one especially wasn't very good. Oh, God, oh no, no. I mean, I think pretty much the second and third one aren't really very good either, especially the third one, but I thought the first one was very creative and interesting and yeah, It quickly fun. gets worse and worse, and mm-hmm. you have yeah. to see, like, Johnny Johnny Depp's rotting corpse propped up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you scroll down, there's, there's like, a whole list of the all the... Tr- all the tropes that are employed in this book. So I think we can like do a little game when I say the name of the trope and you can try to guess on what in the book it refers to. Okay. Okay, okay so no. let's start with an easy one. The anti-nihilist. Uh, uh, de- death? death? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, it says this book is the one that really marks death's progression into this as seen with his motto shifting from apathetic to declarative yeah but that doesn't mean mm. i don't think he was ever a nihilist though no i but i mm. i don't think he's an anti-nihilist either he's more of an existentialist yeah 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 mm. this is interesting because the trope to anti-nihilist is basically an anti-nihilist existentialist or optimist nihilist is someone who decides to be nice moral heroic caring loving and or compassionate for the same reasons the straw nihilist decides to be the pessimistic, chaotic, evil, omnicidal maniac. See, this is the issue, my issue with TV tropes, that it's written in a way... that's what that means. <laughs> it's written in a way where they just use their made-up names for tropes and explain them with other tropes that they are not. Um, I don't think you can say that anti-nihilism is the same as optimistic nihilism, because yeah. it's not. Anti-nihilism <gasps> is... Well, that mean the opposite? Not nihilism. Yeah, so exactly. So everything has intrinsic meaning. Yeah, no, this this says like... And I... that's not the same as existentialism. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's an it's... acceptance of nihilism and then building on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I think they interpret anti-nihilist as someone, it says, someone who knows how terrible the world is, but instead of succumbing to despair, decides to create meaning, values, and purpose in life out of it. This is not what an well, existentialist is. Well, the, the writer of this is creating their own meanings for words, so why yeah. not? <laughs> um, okay, let's, okay, let's look at some other... Tropes. Yeah, I've got my big brain cap on, so... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> taking a big gulp of we talked big about brain juice. this i guess but one of the tropes is belligerent sexual tension colin played with oh my god uh, is this cutwell and kelly no, no i think it's, it's more it's more because they're, yeah. they, okay. they're mean to each other but they like each other okay, okay. i like this next one berserk button <laughs> sicko mode yeah, that's, that's what it should be called. Um, um, uh, uh, Mort, Mort when he's uh, threatening Albert. Yeah. No. <laughs> Albert, Albert going into the um, the university. No. So see the 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 way Berserk button is defined, I think, is uh, if there's if there's it's like the a trigger that, that makes, makes go you go berserk, like the thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the, well, the, the but... specific thing that is gonna make you go sicko mode. Uh, cat drowning. Yes, cat drowning is one of them. Uh, nice. Oh, I see. It um, says this is where we see death get angry for the first time. You see, I spend a lot of time on TV trips. <laughs> um, just every time I watched something, reading all the TV traps to just like try and straighten my brain out on what I thought about it, which I know is not a good way of doing yeah, it, but I, I do grown. do it. <laughs> I genuinely super disagree with the, like, this is, I think TV tropes is like the less condemnable side of, uh, it's the flip side of the coin that has, um, Cinema sins Cinema on sins, the other yeah. side. <laughs> yeah, is that it's it it also reduces works of media to a list of things that happen in them, and you know it's just less evil. Like I think I think TV tropes is well meaning, but it's an a similarly uh, unfruitful way of meaningfully engaging with media. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, super, someone, it's just uh, super reductive. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Once someone hacks my TV trips account, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. It's good for reading at like three AM about a video game you've never played, but <laughs> yeah, I like to read it for things I've never <laughs> yeah. uh, watched. Well, that's what, when I used to watch Cinema Sins. I I really liked the videos for movies that I hadn't seen. That's basically how I used to watch horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've all been there. Before, I've been um, watching cinema since for uh, for like half a year before I realized that it's not fun. Yeah. Wild how left tube just like they used, they had like a, t- a year and a half period where like half of the left tube videos were just about how bad cinema since yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was like three or four years after I stopped watching cinema yeah, since, and I was it's like, genuinely sad. It's genuinely sad that cinema since is still going. Like, imagine that being your life. I mean, he must make, like, a ton of money off it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of Ben Shapiro watchers who, who seem to think it's good media criticism. Mm. Yeah, they got longer and longer because you can make more money off ads that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, the other things chasing. for Berserk Button mm. are Mort's reaction to being called boy. Mm, I don't think he gets angry. I don't he gets think annoyed. So, yeah. Oh, I, I thought about trying to make a dead name joke with that because he's like death. 
and it's his name, but I, I couldn't figure it out. So that's, I just want to <laughs> yeah. put that I was trying to think about one, but I couldn't. So, okay. <laughs> it could have been Lucy's joke number three, but. No. Two jokes is like a lot for one podcast. Okay. <laughs> for a comedy podcast, yeah. We've had quite enough chuckles um, with this, this, uh, this hour and a half. Yeah, I hate to laugh. And then the third entry for Berserk Button is like, it's something that would be that for every other book, but in this one, the like it says the librarian manages to not attack Albert for calling him a monkey twice, but he does hide the letter staff without any remorse, suggesting that's, that he was biding his time. I don't think this is that. That's I not think, a bizarre I just don't button. think it's been established yet. That's just a that's just a like resentment. That's just like a quiet revenge. That's not going berserk. Where the because in, 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 in Guards Guards, the librarian does go psycho mode. Yeah. On, <laughs> oh, <guards>. yeah. <laughs> or no, on Colin, but not I here. Think I, I, think, <laughs> I think Terry just hasn't reached the point where he, where he figured out the joke of the monkey be... Uh, the joke of the librarian not wanting to be called a monkey. Oh, yeah, no, she just called the librarian a monkey. Yeah, well, he's not here, so it's fine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is I, I hate this entry. There's an entry for a catchphrase. That's not a trope. First of all, it's not a trope, and second of all, the, the book characters have catchphrases. Really, there's the no catch real catchphrases in is this the one. Catchphrase more correcting people. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. That's not a. It's catch not a catchphrase. Is the is the catchphrase? There is no justice. No, there is just only does. Me. That is more of a catchphrase. The other yeah, catchphrase yeah. is by Catwell. I don't know if you all remember this. Uh, Catwell's classic is, catchphrase. Yes. Is, it him, is it him making noises to show that he's horny? No. <laughs> is it him being like, could I be any more of a wizard? <laughs> Almost. Is it him, is it him saying, magic is stored in the balls? And, uh, <laughs> it is balls Catwell's catchphrase, according to TV Tropes, is, I'm a wizard, we know those things. I guess? He says it once. He says that a few times. That's not no, a catchphrase he, he if you say it once. He mentions... Um, it like that he said it once, uh, and that Kelly didn't like him saying it. So there's like a mm. like him referring to something that's happened in the past once. Is that a catchphrase? Yeah. The know. thing about this is this weirdness is it's, it's trying to be really reductive, like as you have all said. Yeah. It's very reductive, but also like the, it's so poorly defined at the same yeah, time. It's, it's completely it has to be both reductive and reaching yeah. at the same time, which is very funny. <laughs> My favorite trope on this is cool horse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that one, that one, I I agree with. Binky is very yeah, cool. it is a cool horse. Yeah. It's completely normal. It's a regular. He's a normal horse. But he's cool. God, I hate this he's trope. Cool. I'm just crawling through to find some uh, some cool ones. Here's one trope called First Girl Wins. Oh, that's where the first girl who you meet yeah. is the one who ends up in the car. Yeah, you know this website too well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's so close to like the horror trope of Final Girl. Yeah, it's probably yeah. coming from that. Uh, but, but yeah. I'm... Is the first girl trope really just. A, a condensation of how there aren't very many women in books <laughs> well it's if you're in a love triangle whoever you meet first is the one who wins basically yeah just like end. in real not life not always but because you'll yeah, mostly you'll have some kind of relationship with them but then you'll find someone who initially appears better um but mm, then they'll turn yeah. out to be uh some circumstance or poor poor character trait that turns them off mm, and then you go back yeah. to the original person 
I would love to consider that, George, but I I just I need to get get this thought out. Does this mean does this mean Archie is gonna end up with Betty? I think so. Ooh. I think uh, what should really yeah. happen is Archie has to end up with Jughead. <laughs> Archie needs Judgy. to die so that the show <laughs> focuses on the actually interesting characters. <laughs> I feel like Archie dying is sort of how it has to end at this point. Yeah. Oh, um, no, it has happened in like yeah. a Christ-like way, and then there's like the possibility of him being resurrected. Oh, it would happen in a Christ-like way. We've had that with Jughead like twice, <laughs> so I don't know if we could do that with Archie. Oh, but they could literally crucify that. him. It would be great. They would do that. Have you seen when Archie Comics tweeted out, uh, "If you keep commenting, Archie is a simp," on our videos, <laughs> yes. we will block you. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> But he is a simp. He's a simp for Hiram. That's his whole character. Um, well, in the comics, his whole his whole like personality is damn. I don't know which girl yeah. I like more. I wish that was my problems. Uh, <laughs> there's a trope for took a level in badass. Is this when Mort becomes deathy? Yes. <laughs> okay. He does, to be fair, have some very epic moments in this that made me go like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Unironically. Mm. Yeah, like. It is, but it's when you're like, wow, this is epic. It's just, there's something just horrible about it. It's very soy face. Here's one that I like because it's the title of a song that is in my current formation choreography. Who wants to live forever? Who wants to live um, forever? Kelly. That's about how it sucks to live forever. And that's Isabel. Isn't that kind of a theme of the whole thing? Mm-hmm. And also death, I guess. It's like a death thing. Yeah. He does, he's sad. And Kelly doesn't want to die. Kelly. No, but that's, so that's the answer different. to this question, who wants to live forever, is Kelly. <laughs> no, well, yeah. <laughs> it's that easy. It's that but, simple. But the who wants to live forever trope is about not wanting to live forever. Not about wanting to live. Mm, no, I think I'm right. Okay. <laughs> God, th- there's... That's what the song's about. Okay. I hate I hate this, this name. Slap, slap, kiss. That's when you're belligerent and hate each other, but then you kiss. But in this case... Um, and it's based heavily on the TV show Cheers. But in this case, there is a, there are two slaps and then a marriage, but the slaps aren't between the people who get married. No. <laughs> it's, it's apparently for how they're exchanging insights for a bit. But even that is... Yes. Like, they're not meaning it, so I don't know. It's not like they hate each other at the beginning. Yeah, but that's like the point of the trope is that they don't actually hate oh, each yeah. other. They're just angry mm. and pretend to hate each other. It's like Han Solo, Leia stuff. Mm. It's the chemistry. Appar- also, apparently, Albert is a retired badass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. He's a sort of retired fascist. I don't yeah. know if that's like... Retired <laughs> asshole. Yeah. <gasps> is that the same? Is... Hmm. Are Maybe. fascists assholes or fa- are fascists badass? Or what was the question? I don't think I had a question. I'm, <laughs> I was Maybe just this was written by fascists. Perhaps. I, I'm just trying to mull over in my head who else would qualify as um, a retired badass. Cohen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cohen is, is absolutely a retired badass. He's not retired. He's, he's not retired. Yeah. yeah, but they'd put him in this trope. Um, okay. That's what I'm... Oh yeah, that, I mean, I guess when he it. marries Bethan, but then he like unretires. Hmm. I still haven't read the Last Hero. That's like the one thing I haven't read. Yeah, me neither. I well, I heard it, that the luckily, moon is in it. 
The moon is in it. Also, yes. uh, Patrick Rothfuss really likes that one. Hmm. Yeah, it's a graphic novel. Yeah, maybe that's why. Oh, that's why anyway, I read it. This has been <laughs> okay. uh, Guess the Trope. <laughs> well, that was an exciting and intriguing segment. We'll have to come up that. with a better name for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was put on the spot. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> call, call it Trophology. TV Nope. Tropology. <laughs> Tropic oh, no. Thunder's good. <laughs> Okay. 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 Have we got any any final thoughts on this book? Um, the book of it's good. It's really good. It's I liked good it. Book. It is really good. What are we reading next? Is it sorcery? Yeah. It's sorcery. sorcery. I don't think I have a copy. I'm gonna have to Which find a legal one. Is online. a step down according to Goodreads ratings, but we'll get Probably. into that next week. It's a Rincewind book. Because it's, it's Rincewind, yeah. who everyone hates. It has some huge tizzies um, on the cover. Whoa. <laughs> Wow. Like oh yeah, cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> Enormous Josh Kerr. <laughs> mama. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm no gonna pay, uh, pay close attention when reading this book if this woman actually wears as little as she does on, on this cover. Cause... Oh, I'm pretty sure she does. I think that's a plot point. Okay. I'm not... Sure, that but she's maybe no. I think she's pretty. It's only I think she's Kanina. It's Cohen's yeah. granddaughter, but I think she's trying to be lady. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Josh Kirby it's just, just really up. likes drawing bikini ladies with I enormous. Yeah, I don't know if I can blame him. I have objections to this rincewind. Yeah, um, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty horrible. Very scary looking rincewind. Like all yeah, of this other guy with the sword. Absolutely, <laughs> the most disgusting people. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the other character in the book. I, I remember there being like a guy. Yeah, that he looks, he's he's drawn pretty accurately to what he is. Oh, and luggage is in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Can't wait. And there's a crocodile. Yeah, I can't wait to meet my old friend Rincewind again. I've been missing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been what? so long. Let's put an end to this. Okay, so... Yeah, um, please shoot me in the thank head. You, <laughs> thank you for listening to Who Watches the Watch. Um, Just to remind you that we have a Patreon. Yes. That... You can give money to if you want to because you like to hear our voices and you want to listen to more of us talking. Um, we've got one small episode up, which is um, our series called The Mended Drum, where we just talk about stuff we are interested in at the moment and want to talk about. And then it's good. Uh, we'll soon be releasing an episode um, in a series where um, I research horrible internet stuff and tell the others about it. <laughs> And it's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's, it's pretty, pretty wild. wild. I've been there on that episode and I can tell you it's pretty wild. Yeah. I'm very excited yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. You so... will not want to miss this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of, first part of a three part series. So you're going to want to get on top of that. Um, if you, you can get all that for just one euro um, a <laughs> month or you can pay five euros if you really want to and we'll shout you out if that's something that gives you a frisson of delight yes um, so special <laughs> thanks for rise and grind memes for side hustling teens for uh supporting us on the what's the name of that tier rinse flower stand tier mm-hmm. rinse flower stand you are the best rinse flower stand yes Mm-hmm. We stand. Um, uh, we love you. So yeah, get on that if you if you're interested. Um, otherwise, just continue listening to our normal episodes, and, and we hope to see you next uh-huh. time. Continue to stand, Rinseflower. Um, yes. Yeah. Weatherwax forever. 
Um, yes, the sluggish turfs. Magic is stored in the balls. The arm is, uh-huh. This is me yes, trying. That's true. <laughs> This is, this is me dying. Um, this is me. And fine, uh, Bjorn strong in the arm. Bjorn strong in the arm. Bjorn strong in the arm. He's your uncle. He's your uncle. He's my uncle's uncle. He's my uncle. The uncle, the uncle of my uncle is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the uncle of my uncle is that, Bjorn strong in the arm. Yes. That's not true. The uncle of my uncle is dead. Um, okay, that's. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details